VAR controversy has hit the Premier League all weekend. Chelsea beat Spurs and Brighton continue their really good form. This is the It's Football Day podcast, episode number 52. Let's have some fun. Yeah, so VAR's kind of stolen the headlights this week. Um, uh, there's been a lot of controversy, especially in the Man United-West Ham game, which we'll definitely get onto a bit later. Um, but Super 6 returns, as always. We've tried to predict the games. and It's gone okay again? You reckon? Is you, I mean, I don't actually know as many of your results as you know of mine, but um, we can dissect it now and... Uh, See how it went for you, but you don't sound too optimistic. Well, I wasn't optimistic on Friday night when we played Leeds because I thought we'd lose 2-0 and we played out a one-all draw and we actually played pretty well. Yeah, it was uh, an entertaining game. I thought, oh, to be honest, I thought Leeds could have had a lot of, lot more out of this game than uh, than what it was. I think it, wasn't it like one of the highest games in uh, this season in terms of the amount of shots and attempts? Yeah, so it, it, there was shots galore. Like everyone was shooting from any distance, and yeah, you know, like either one could have gone in. We both had like an expected goals of like two or three, like two point five yeah. or three. Um, yeah. But we'll start off with Rafinha's goal. Jesus Christ, mate! It's one of those really awkward it's goals an awkward because one. yeah, Carl Darlow. It was great to see him back in the sticks after you know recovering from COVID. And Freddie Woodman, you know, he hasn't really blazed himself in glory, but he's not really had experience at the top level before. But Carl Darlow, it was great to see him back, but that's such an awkward one for him because he's expecting Rodrigo to touch it, so he can't come and get it or can't make a save for it because he's anticipating the move. But Rodrigo just jumps over it and it goes past him. Like it's so awkward. Yeah, it's, uh, I always think that those ones like it's just so hard for the goalkeeper. Like you say, it's so awkward. It's coming across him. It's coming at pace as well. Um. And it's just, yeah, it's just gone straight through. Um, uh, but I think Rafinha probably in his head is calculating that, I guess, to at least put it into that area because you've got Rodrigo there. He can either get on the end of it or if it's going in, it's going in. Well, what's it called? It's put it in the corridor of uncertainty because like, the, the have, keepers can't I do anything. I have never, never heard, heard that. that. Yeah, like, <laughs> to be fair, it might be a phrase from another podcast. I'm not sure, but... Um, yeah, the corridor got, of uncertainty, yeah, I mate, like that. in the corridor of uncertainty because the, the defenders don't know what to do because if they touch it and it goes in, then they've got to score an own goal. The keeper can't come for it because he doesn't know whether someone's going to touch it or not. Oh, it's it's yeah, yeah. mate, corridor of uncertainty. Corridor of uncertainty. Well, at least you didn't. You fared better off than you uh, expected. One all. Uh, and like you said, you could have won, but you could have lost. But then, yeah, I think a point was probably fair on the night. Uh, I'm sure you'll take that. Yeah, I'll definitely take it. We're still in the relegation zone at the moment with only two points, but Leeds only ahead of us with three points, with three draws mm. from their games so far. Um, yeah, it's Alan say maximum, mate. If we keep him fit, we are laughing because he could easily walk into a top six team. Like, I genuinely he's think He's so that. good. He's he just not consistent. Incredible. Yeah, he's just not consistent enough, which I get at Newcastle, no offence, is going to be a bigger challenge than if you're at the likes of a, a top six team. But well, he's so entertaining to watch and he's such a character on Twitter. He always gets involved with the fans as well. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but did you see what brand his uh, headband was for the game? It was, no, I saw it was like kind of blue in colour, but I don't know what brand it was. Yeah, it was a Louis Vuitton one. 
Was it? Oh, my yeah. guy. Nice. My guy. <laughs> oh, man, I love this guy, man. What a baller. I, pr- I absolutely love him. Just, it was Drippy nice. Drippy guy. He, he put on his, um, like, his Twitter. He was like, sometimes you forget why you fall in love with this sport. I never will. And it's a mm. photo of him and the fans. Like, he knows exactly what he's doing. Like, he's getting mm. the fans on side. And, you know, he is our shining light because... It's not great at the club. We've got poor management in Steve Bruce. Like No one really agrees with him. There's a lot of talk about there's bust-ups at the training ground with Dwight Gale and Steve Bruce because yep. he's a striker and we're playing Joel Linton over him who we've openly said is not a striker. We've put said he's more of a left winger. So Gale wants to get on and score goals but Bruce isn't playing him. So... He is baffling, but I just want Callum Wilson back because in this game, we had so many opportunities to put the ball in the back of the net and where positions where Callum Wilson would be if he was on because he's got that striking brain. So, mm-hmm. yeah, get him back from injury because we need him and we might start winning. But on to Watford and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think the sooner he returns, the sooner you get yourself out of this relegation battle. But speaking of relegation battle, two teams down there, Burnley and Arsenal, uh, Arsenal, you know, really rocky start. Three games, three losses, just off the back of then a win at home to Norwich. Really sort of picking up a bit of traction. And this was a huge, I think this is actually a huge result for Arsenal. Away to Burnley. They, I think, generically like struggle there always. I remember last season they, I think, either were held to a draw at the very end or lost 2-1. Um, but yeah, a second win on the bounce for them away to Burnley and it really sort of sets up the rest of this nice, easy run of fixtures they've got. Uh, beautiful free kick from Martin Odegaard into the top left corner. Uh, a couple more chances for us in this game to really sort of seal it, but Burnley, they're never going to go away, I think, at home, especially against a team like Arsenal where they think they can actually pick up something. But uh, yeah, I just think it's a huge result for them on the road. Yeah, it really is. And uh, it was 1-0 last season, the Burnley Arsenal Was it 1-0? Yeah. It was the one where, you know, Granit Xhaka tried to pass the ball across the box. And it and hit Chris, Chris Wood. Wood. Yeah. yeah. And Lacazette went down screaming from like a... a, a a, not a, not a that bad of a challenge, like mm. yeah, it was. It I was remember that just game. at the end, it was like the last five minutes, it was bouncing all over the gaff that for, was it, uh, yeah. for Arsenal. Everywhere. It was pinball, uh, it was chaos. But yeah, no one nil win for Arsenal here. I think uh, yeah, really good result, clean sheet as well. That's two on the bounce for them, so they've stopped shipping goals. Um, I think I know actually, it's quite interesting. Ramsdale seems to now be the number one. Yeah, so he's, he's played come the last in and two he's played, games. Yeah, he's played the last two. He's kept two clean sheets as well, so he's he's done nothing wrong. Did uh, do we know last night? Because they played Wimbledon last night in the Carabao Cup. Did yes? Um, uh, did I have no idea? Was it? No, I uh, have no idea. It might have been ne- neither of them, to be honest. Yeah, maybe. I'll try and find out. But in the meantime, Burnley are on a really bad run of form at the moment. So mm. their home form is awful. They haven't won a home game in I think like eighteen games. Um, which is really bad. And I've just checked, uh, Leno started the game last night, so okay, maybe Leno. Ramsdale is number one. I guess when you pay that kind of money for him, you've got to play him in quite a few games and show that he is worth it. But mm. yeah, um, like we were saying, Burnley on a really bad run of form and I'm really worried for them. They've just given Sean Dyche a four-year contract. So like like brand new four-year contract. So realistically... They're, all their hopes ride on him, and yes, he's kept their kept them there for so long. But they're they're not making waves in the Premier League. Like they're just they're stale now. They're constantly mm. somewhere between fifteenth and eighteenth. And I mean, I know didn't they get Europe like five years ago, like randomly out of nowhere? I think it was uh, more recent than that. You know, 
maybe really? like three or four, I think. So I mean, I do remember it, yeah. Uh, I but, feel like the last year with COVID, I, I, I'm adding on years. I feel like it's just that whole year. Yeah. Down, everything feels like nine years ago. You know what? That is so true. That is so true. But I, th- I just think Burnley would be all right. They're always all right. And it's Sean Dyche. And they, they're such a menace, to be fair, against like big teams. They'll they'll randomly yeah. crop up every now and then and get like a huge result against a big team. Like last season, for example, the first team to beat Liverpool at home. Uh, oh, yeah, after I think were, like yeah. 84 games unbeaten or something crazy at home and they just rock up and pinch a nice little 1-0 but yeah a, another loss for them the uh, the streak continues for Burnley uh, we'll move on now to um, Liverpool uh, at home to Palace speaking of Liverpool just then yeah Liverpool taking on Palace at home bit of a cagey affair this one to begin with uh, Zahar making Alisson work very early on into the game, having to tip one onto the post. And Palace had a lot of the ball in the first sort of 20 minutes and they were creating chances. And then Liverpool just do what Liverpool do best. They, they, they're just clinical. They take the chance. And as soon as it went into like 1-0 Liverpool, I think from then on it was only sort of downhill from Palace. Um, so yeah, 3-0. And uh, yeah, big result for Liverpool. Yeah, and I think my favourite moment in this game was not only Naby Keita's goal, don't get me wrong, it is oh, a fantastic finish. What a boy. But the Cantona-esque celebration, the way mm-hmm. he just turns away, he like he's kind of he looks confused that he scored it, that's the thing. Like whereas mm-hmm. Cantona's more like, yeah, I can do that. Like, yeah, bit like I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a geezer sort of thing. Whereas um mm-hmm. Naby Keita was like, "Wait, well, mate, I'll bang that." This is sick. <laughs> <laughs> I seen something on Twitter and it was just like when you spot your mate getting with a 2 out of 10 and it's navigated yeah. like, what, what, what? What's, what's <laughs> going on? Absolute <laughs> belter of a goal there from Cater. Um Alexander-Arnold missing this one through uh, illness and even Robertson didn't play. Um, so it was... Simicas and Milner, I think, was taking in the right back yeah, spot or something. Milner's one of those players, mate. You can put him anywhere and he will do, do a, a job. job. Like he would, he, he would job. walk into most. I'd say he'd walk into every bottom half Premier League team, every single one. Yep. And you could even be looking at like ninth, eighth, seventh, and sixth. The man's a workhorse, and he's won Premier League titles. He's won other domestic cups as well. Like. He's a top. He's a top player. He's just not. He's, I don't think it's just because he's not got that, that bit of flair about him that people maybe look down on him a little bit. But like, he he always puts in an absolute shift, like you say. Um, and he, yeah, he's just a great player to to sort of have in your squad. I think. I think he's like f- quite forgotten about in in a sense. To be fair, hundred percent. It reminds me of kind of like Gareth Barry. How like he Gareth Barry is like one of the most appearances of an outfield player. Such a long serving player. Yeah, he's been around yeah, like, since he was sixteen. Don't... But you don't class him as like a legend of the Premier League because he doesn't no. have that flair. But realistically, these players are the what make the Premier League. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? No, yeah, 100%. But um, yeah, nice 3-0 win at home to Liverpool to continue their good start to the season. Speaking of 3-0 wins, there was another one. Uh, Aston Villa at home to Everton. Bit of a surprise this one because I don't... Villa haven't really impressed me that much this season. And... Everton just, yes, they just fell apart in this one. I mean, they had no Richarlison, no Calvert-Lewin as well. Um, So they had to stick big Rondon uh, up top, which, um, yeah, big up, big up. Uh, Didn't seem to uh, fare very well for them. But Villa just, yeah, every chance that came, 
brilliant goals as well. Like Matty yeah. Cash got an absolute belter. Well, the game changer was Leon Bailey coming on just after half time. So they took out literally. Um, I think they took off what's is it Matt Target? Yeah, they took off Target, mm-hmm. the put right Leon mate, Bailey yeah. on, and he absolutely right. changed the game. Uh, Ashley Young kind of slotted back to left back, yep. and um, Leon Bailey kind of played that left wing role. He scored a goal, got an assist, and got subbed off because he injured himself. I think he got injured. Yeah, man of the yeah. match as well. Shoot, yeah, I know. It's all going, and he was on like fifteen twenty minutes, so absolutely bossed it. Um, yeah, like you said, because I wasn't the, the one was an own goal. Luca Dean own goal pissed me off that in the FPL team uh, from a Leon oh, Bailey mate. corner, and then obviously yeah, he scored a great goal. It's a great pass from Danny Ings out like well far along the touchline, just like kind of like an overhead kick that just sliced it, get it up the pitch, and Leon Bailey's mm. the only guy there, and he slots it home. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Matty Cash to score at the whole end. Uh, yeah, he loved it. He was buzzing. Yeah, honestly. And Matty Cash might actually be changing allegiance to join the Polish national team. We'll have to wait and see, but that's the big uh, big report is that he could play for them because I guess you're an English right back at the moment. You've got no chance oh, yeah. to get into England's team. English you right back no, and English centre mid is probably the hardest position to get in because they're all occupied. Yeah, literally. Like You see our bench in the Euros. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, huge win at home for Villa. Speaking of home wins, Brighton taking on Leicester. Um, I just think Leicester were robbed here, to be honest. They deserved way more than... Well, they literally didn't get anything. They deserved at least a point out of this with uh, the goals ruled out for the interference of play for offside. I felt felt maybe the first one, but the second one with Harvey Barnes, I, I didn't get that one at all. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm, I completely agree. The first one, I understand. He is in his line of vision. Completely get that. Um but that second one, he's two steps to his left. He's not mm. even looking in that direction. Like, that's just a great header from... Uh, I can't remember who done the second one. I know the first one was Ndidi, but I can't remember who the second one was. Uh, was it maybe Vestergaard? Um, I'm just guessing. Like, Vestergaard was involved in other controversy for Brighton's first goal. The penalty. Yes, it was a handball. But Mopai is literally yanking him down. He's got to use his arm to try and get up and head it. And then where he's pulled him down, he's using it to balance himself and it hits his hand. It's, it's not a penalty. That's a foul. So, uh-huh. mate, v- VAR this weekend, it's been really good the past couple of weekends, but it's had a shocker. Do you know what? Yeah, we haven't actually said that. VAR has really not been that controversial this year. There was controversy almost probably every weekend last season. Yeah. Um, so it's really nice that it's actually not been the main talking point of the podcast every week. Um, it's kept the game sort of like fluid. And I think the refs have been a bit more like, Actually, a bit harder on players, which like if, like someone gets barged over and you think, oh, that could be a foul. Nowadays, the refs are just like, no, get up. And I think it's yeah. really, really good. It keeps the game going. But yeah, Leicester sort of really robbed by VAR here. But again, I think Leicester six points so far, two wins, and then the rest are all defeat. So they're now level with Arsenal. Um, to put that into perspective for them, but I'm sure they'll be all right. So yeah, Brighton winning this one two one, and then. Finally, to wrap up Super Six, the uh, the early kickoff on the Sunday, Le West Ham taking on Manchester United, and to be honest, this this game had it all. This game had everything. It had VAR controversy, Ronaldo scoring a goal, a ninety fifth minute penalty to win it, and a penalty save from a man that has not saved a penalty in the last eighty four he's he's um, faced. 
uh, oh, up against man. just to say a man that has scored his last 16 penalties. Is that what it was? 16? I think it's 16. I think it's something like that, yeah. Jesus. I know. I, I just remember. What, what's the De Gea record exactly again? I, I've, I'm pretty sure I heard or at least saw in the last 84 penalties he's faced. Because obviously you think, oh, that's a lot. But he's done a lot of shootouts for Spain, especially in the Euros. They had like two or three shootouts, didn't they? So Yeah. Um, yeah, he's faced a lot of penalties. And he and obviously he had the Villarreal penalty shootout. Didn't save True. a single one. Yeah, there was like um, 11 in that. Yeah. Yeah. So the last 84, and he finally saves one. And I mean... Well, we'll talk about the game first of all. So, Ronaldo gets his goal. But first of all, West Ham do go ahead with a mm-hmm. bit of an unlucky defection on the Man United part. But West Ham, at the start of this game, were all over them. They were going forward. Yeah. They were attacking. With no Antonio as well, doing really, really well. They get the goal. And then within like five or ten minutes, Ronaldo, you know, he pops up, does what he does. People are saying he only scores tap-ins. But you look at the movement of Cristiano Ronaldo. He gets himself into those positions. He stayed on side. He knows exactly what he's doing. That's what makes him the best. That's why he scored. I think it's like 547 goals in the league. I in think the league. it's more. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy or something yeah, like that. Goals. Do you know what's really strange with the West Ham goal? Like Ben Rama takes a shot and it hits Varane. And I was straight away like jumped out of my chair like, Apple! But then it just goes straight in. I'm like, yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah, we'll, we'll take, take, we'll take it. it. We'll take it. Because, <laughs> like, Man U, I do see as... Well, they are going to be one of Chelsea's biggest rivals this season. So, any chance they can drop points, I'm all over it. Obviously, 1-0 up. But you know what Man United do best They when they turn... I think they've... Covered, the team that have they recovered the 30 points, points yeah. or 32 points over last season on and a half of uh, having gone a goal behind, which is just... That's just mental, like... Fair play to Man United. Um, and then, yeah, all kicking off at the end. Like, of course, it would be Jay Lings that just puts essentially the final, na- the final nail in the coffin for West Ham. And, oh, that, that must have been such a weird feeling for him. He'd be buzzing to be back in his, like, you know, in his, Man- in his boy at Manchester United, scoring last-minute winners just against a club that just really made him shine last season. So... Yeah, it, just, it must have just been crazy. And of course, it would have been him. And then it all goes up the other end. Handball, Luke Shaw, uh, Ronaldo just being denied a clear penalty. I do not know how that Two wasn't clear given. Penalties in my well, opinion. yeah, but the, the last one was a shocker. <laughs> um, and then West Ham get the penalty. And I'm like, oh my God, it's going to happen. And I was buzzing. And my dad was just like, yeah, they've got to score it still, mate. Like, calm down. And I was just like, yeah, it'll score. It's big noble, big marquee noble. He doesn't miss. And oh my God, what a shit penalty. He just yeah, puts it, it to the bad. left. and Well, the I keeper's have... left his right. And ugh, rubbish. I'm, I'm quite worried that Ronaldo won't get a lot of penalties because he's quite known for like buying them, if you know what I mean. Like he knows what he's doing. Like he, t- he, he puts it one way, drags it on his left and then already starts going down, which is why apparently they didn't give the Zuma one. But... I worry that that's going to be a common theme, but I hope you see this not was a thing. A I, I yeah, I really wanted Man United to get a penalty because I, we could see is Bruno still on them or is Ronnie going to be on them <laughs> for for clarity. I'm ninety nine percent sure it will be Ronaldo, but I think I think Man United deserved to win this game two one. To be honest, I thought West Ham put up a good enough fight, potentially maybe the draw. But um, they had the better chances and they should have had, like we said, another two penalties and they got the goals. So 2-1 Manchester United. 
And you know, Jesse Lingard, my favourite thing about this game was, did you, did you see, you know, obviously he didn't really want to celebrate and Bruno and Ronaldo were like pushing Pushed him. him. See the thing, it was like um, uh, when you're shy and your mates are trying to get you to chat to a 10 <laughs> yeah. out of 10 in the club. Like, oh, I thought that was jokes. Like, cause go he's talk like, to cause him. He's, he's got like the smirk on his face because like he knows like, oh he man, knows. I've scored a banger. But like, I want to be respectful because they took me in, you know, we got Europe and stuff. But he is still a Man United player. And not only that is... It's his team. Like he grew up in Manchester. You you support Manchester. You play for Manchester. <laughs> Manchester. 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 Um, but yeah, so fair play. And then Pogba at the end, just giving it to the West Ham fans. Just oh, like, a bit of shit. I actually love that. Just look at him. Like yeah, what was that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, lost, yeah. Mate. He's like, Go on. I'm all is. I'm all is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we won, mate. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I like that. To be fair, winding up the fans. I think the, oh, I've seen I this over the weekend. Like the footballers get so much shit. If I was if I was a footballer, I'd just be like, just give it back, like. Or yeah. I think footballers in general should just be like be able to give it back. Like, why not? Um, but yeah, that will conclude this weekend Super Six games. So, does you want to run me through how you did? Yeah, so I have got a grand total of I believe nine points. Let me just quickly check. I definitely got the Brighton. Um, what's it called? The Brighton Leicester game, right with a two one. Uh-huh. So five, seven, nine. I got eleven points because I got Burnley, Arsenal, two points, Liverpool, two points, Man U, two points, and the five points from the Brighton Leicester game. So eleven points for me. How about you? So we got the Arsenal game right. So there's two Liverpool bang on five, so that's seven. Brighton Leicester bang on, so that's twelve, and then Man United correct, so that's fourteen. Fourteen, so, nice, nice the, little that, fourteen that pointer. That deficit hey, is getting What does Tesco say, mate? Every little helps. <laughs> I can't believe you're using that. But yeah, fair play. You, the deficit, The deficit's getting smaller. Fair play to you, lads. Um, I think you're like eight points behind now. So come mm. on this week. Yep, so before we go on to the uh, weekend's fixtures coming, we're just going to gloss over the uh, other lucrative games that were playing played out in the Premier League this weekend. These are Spurs versus Chelsea. Wolves versus Brentford, uh, Man City at home to Southampton, and Norwich versus Watford. Um, kick us off. We'll, we'll go over the big one. Spurs versus Chelsea, um, the late one on the Sunday afternoon. Uh, first half, I thought, this is not looking good for us, to be honest, because they were they didn't really have any like big, big chances, but they had a lot of the ball. They looked quite threatening going forward with it, and the crowd to be fair were really up for it like it was pretty electric in that stadium and um, I just thought you know what like we've started so well we're sort of due a goal to concede Um, but then half time came and Tuchel made the perfect tactical change and that's what I love about Tuchel when it's going wrong he does something about it straight away. He doesn't wait. Saul has a shock of 45s on his debut doesn't give a shit off you come mate if you're not playing well get out yeah. It's not your day. Poor performance against Spurs. The structure's not there. They're getting in behind us. All right, we'll go five in the middle, two up top. We'll take off Golden Boy Mason Mount. I've got no qualms taking him off. And it, it it just worked. And we, like, I mean, to be fair, we got to bring on Ungolo Kante. Like, let's not forget <laughs> that. It's not exactly like a a, a a tough sub to make. And he just was just, oh, he's just... It's just remarkable. Like I could every time he just doesn't put he just doesn't do anything wrong. He's just an absolute nightmare to play against. And then second half, we just absolutely pulled them apart. I thought Thiago Silva defensively from minute one 
was my man of the match. He was absolutely solid. Scores a banging header from the corner early into the second half. And then as soon as we took the lead, to be honest, I thought, right, we'll soak up the pressure now and then we'll just hit them on the counter because they've now got to come at us. And that's exactly what happened. Kante picks up the ball in the middle and he's in the position for a shot. And I think we get pretty fortunate, to be honest, and it, it bounces in off the post. But Tottenham second half were just non-existent I think Harry Kane had one shot all second half and it was a fairly simple save for uh, for Kepa to make as well fair play Kepa filling in the uh, in the sticks for this and then yeah late into the game Werner comes on he probably could have had a hat-trick to be honest he was putting so many good positions on a plate from Lukaku and and Havertz um, not Havertz who was it Kovacic who was playing him in a little bit and then um yeah, we, he gets the ball out on the right-hand side, cuts, gets to the ball line, cuts it back, and old Rudiger, who for me has been just one of the best centre-backs in Europe over the last probably 10, 15 games that he's played in. Um, Since Tuchel came in, game-changer. Like, absolutely. I never thought he was anything special. Like, I just thought he's a bog-standard centre-back. Yep. <laughs> but since his since Tuchel's arrival in like, January, February, Rudiger has been, him and Diaz have been the best centre-backs. Yeah, I can. I'd probably, I'd probably agree with you there. At least up there, um, Diaz. Obviously, we see how fantastic he was in the Premier League last season. Euros was a little bit of a challenge for him, and but this season he's yeah back to clean sheets as well. But just going back to Rudiger, it's just like he was getting no t- game time under Lampard as well because we played a back two. Well, we played a back four, but obviously two centre backs. Um, so he wasn't in contention. It was Thiago Silva and Zuma that were the uh, the main candidates. So huge change around, and it's but it's just working, and we're just we we actually look so good, and I, I yeah I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but we absolutely battered them second half. Defense was just completely solid. Yeah, it was a huge derby win. Yeah, massive and fair play to Chelsea. Like you said, you were just so dominant in that second half, and it's a really well deserved win. Another deserved win was Brentford's win against Wolves. Now, Wolves have impressed us recently. Yes, they'd lost a couple of games 1-0 at the start of the season, but then they have picked up a win. But Brentford, 2-0 win against Wolves. I was not expecting this. And uh, Wolves, good to see Ivan Tony finally getting on the score sheet again. Uh, obviously, he got one a couple of weeks ago, but hopefully he starts firing on all cylinders and getting them quite regularly. And then Embueno as well, also getting a goal. So... Brentford do they they look they do look really good. Mm-hmm. They look like yeah, a they mature did. Premier League side that have been there for years, not their first season in it. I know, I know. I actually watched this game. This was the early kickoff on the Saturday morning, and yeah, like they get the penalty. Tony just Tony's so good at penalties. I don't know if you've like actually I've seen him Mad. take like three or four penalties, and he just small run up, but every time right in the corner, it's it's very impressive but then like Brentford just grew into the game as well like they soaked up all the pressure Triore actually I tell you what did you, did you see this game Triore couldn't cross a road mate it was <laughs> awful his deliveries they were terrible and and we we know he's like the thing about him is you know he's got not really the best end product but Jesus, some of these in this were like, that, is, he, is he taking the piss? Like, he's, he's, yeah. he's winding us up here. Um, but yeah, Brentford just seen the game out and they went down to 10 men as well for like 15, 20 minutes and you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't have known it, to be honest. Like, Wolves were going forward, but then the game just seemed to kill itself off in like the last 10. So huge, huge away win for Brentford and a clean sheet for them as well. They've actually kept quite a few clean sheets this season. I think it's like three or four now. Three, I think it's been three, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Uh, Speaking of clean sheets, two teams that kept a clean sheet 
Manchester City and Southampton. And I think Man City were a little bit lucky here with the Armstrong challenge from Kyle Walker. I, I am so baffled with this. By yeah. The way. Like, yeah. I, I thought, because I get why they appealed it, They were, but they're definitely appealing Kyle Walker's red card because of double jeopardy. If you give away a penalty, but you made a genuine attempt for the ball, you cannot get red carded. So yeah. he got red carded, and I think they were appealing the red card, but for some reason, John Moss has gone over to the monitor eventually and not only appealed the red card, but rescinded the penalty, and I didn't understand that. That's a stonewall mm-hmm. pen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was baffed by it, to be honest. Um, but, like, Man City should easily be beating Southampton with the team that they had. Like, everyone was there, everyone was playing. Apparently, Sterling dropped a bit of a stinker. Because um, I've seen a lot of fans complaining about him on uh, on socials, but yeah, I'd, I'd go as far as saying a draw was probably fair. I think they should have been down to ten men. Southampton should have had a penalty. Um, I, to be honest, I'm still not fully clear on why it still wasn't given now. But yeah, nil nil here, and then finally just to wrap up the uh, fixture from this weekend, Norwich at home to Watford. Norwich doing what they do best, they lose, and uh, Ismail Assar <laughs> rocks up and scores. A nice little brace. Yeah. Um, just after I took him out my FPL team. Like I took him out when I'd done the wild card, unfortunately. And he oh, scored two goals. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a good performance from Watford. This is what... <clears throat> I saw more of the Watford I saw on the first game of the season when they won 3-2 against Aston Villa. With the way in which they attacked with Dennis, Joshua King. Joshua King looks really good in a Watford shirt as well. He's doing really well because um, he struggled at Everton. We're seeing more of the player he was at Bournemouth. So it's good to see him back after, obviously, all the troubles he ha- he did have at, at Everton. But I don't know. I still see a bit of hope in Watford. They've got a good chance of survival. But it'll be, uh, be interesting to see, obviously, what happens with them. But yeah, Norwich, I think it's nailed on that they're going to go down. They just don't look good. They've made signings in Brandon Williams, Quebec, and, you know, um, that Rashika from the German League. But it's just not working for them. Like, Daniel Farker, don't get me wrong, he's gone back up to the Premier League twice now, and he's clearly a good championship manager, but he's getting all his tactics wrong in the Prem, and they can't compete. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And speaking of FPL, let's go on to FPL. FPL equals stinker. I have had an absolute shocker. I am nowhere near the average points this week. I think it was like 55. I got 47. Oh, really? I didn't realise you had that bad of uh, a week. Well, mine's not great, mate. I'm below average as well, which is, yeah, without sounding arrogant or cocky <laughs> not normally uh, poor, not, not normally, normally where we end up in the uh, the weekend normally get nervous, but... i don't normally end up here but you know i'm starting to feel a bit <laughs> like, oh shocking one like it couldn't have gone worse for me antonio doesn't play therefore williams has to come in for norwich for me norwich do a norwich zero points trent Goes for a wonder. My other two players on the bench didn't even play. Torres doesn't play. Oh, mate, I don't know what I was expecting. Salah and Ben Rama saved me big time. Did you captain Salah? I did, smart, yeah. Smart. See, mm. I captain Ronaldo, so it yeah. didn't work out for me. I did have Salah and Ronaldo. Obviously, Lukaku didn't do anything. Damari Gray, Jota. Jota's come out of my team, by the way. Um, 
he, he's got one uh, more week for me. We all thought that because Firmino is out, he might be able to do something, but he's done nothing. Um, obviously, Luca Dean got a bloody own goal. Marcal didn't do anything. My saving grace is we yeah, Ronaldo and Salah, but I captained the wrong one. And Ben White and Christensen, actually, they both kept clean sheets, and that is it. That's, that's huge, yeah. I went down from like 7th to 14th now in the league. So I've You're made 14th. my transfers. Yeah. Of course, so I've made my transfers. What I've done is I've, I've taken out... Um, who did I say? Oh, I forgot who I said now. Taking out uh, Jota. And I've put in your friend and mine, Javi Bands. Ooh. And um, I've taken out Christensen and put in Rudiger. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I have made a couple changes myself. Uh, I've just we found out today Bamford's now injured, so that's beautiful. That means another game for Williams buzzing because uh, my other two players are Marty and Mendy just don't play football apparently. Um, and the changes I've made, I've actually brought back in. Well, not back in the man who you took out has made his way into my team. Ismail Assar has come in, oh. and so has Marcus Alonso. Now, pro- well. Pro tip, what a twat. A tip uh, for FPL would be that Chelsea's next six games are piss easy and we've racked up big FPL points from a very challenging start. We have got Man City this weekend, but then beyond there, you I mean, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I've got to get Rom in, um, but it's looking impossible. So yeah, obviously I've got him in. I've got Lukaku, Ronaldo and Salah. I've managed to get all them three in. Um yeah, the Not rest got a trend, of my though. team... Not got a Trent, though, have you? Uh, no, I need Trent, Ooh. to be fair. Well, I'm going to get rid of Luca Dean next. He's going to be my yep. transfer next weekend because Everton just... They're not keeping clean sheets. They're, they're just not. Um, mm-hmm. I've still got a little bit of money left over with the fact that I've downgraded from Jota to Harvey Barnes. So yep. I'm hoping it might be enough to get Trent in. I don't know, though. Um I might have to sacrifice somewhere else. I, I I really don't know. But my bench mm. is so bad. I've got Suzoko, Brandon Williams, and Eve Basuma. Like, yes. So if mm. anyone doesn't play, I'm just the only two points coming in every week because they're all so bad. Yeah, literally. So I I have Mendy who I put in because he's four point four, not for no footballing reason. Our Marty was playing, but now Vestergaard's come in, and then it's just Brandon Williams because he's cheap as chips as well. So it's, it's no, it's a big problemo. Yeah. So if we talk about, see, we had stinkers this week. How many points did you actually have? Because I had forty. I got fifty-two in an average of fifty-five. So he, so that's still not bad. But the manager of this. Manager of the week this week is Jordan Meakin, and he's been buzzing about it. 82 points. He had Rudiger, Salah, um, Ivan Tony, and Ronaldo. He's banged mm-hmm. it. Yeah, fair play to the kid. He knows his football. Uh, he turns up when he wants. Uh, he, I don't know how you got 82 points in this week. It's fucking mad. But, um, yeah, nice little Rudiger goal. Definitely uh, give a nice little helping hand. And then, of course... We have the old wooden spoon. Uh, Harley Marjoram. You've fucked it, mate. 27 points. What is going on? 27 points. He's got no points. big players in. Mate. He's got like, no Salah, no Ronaldo, no Lukaku. I don't know what he's doing with his team. Is he a footballing guy? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think he supports at Arsenal, so I don't know if he really Ooh. is. Ooh, that's a fantastic bench Joe Gomez Trent Bamford Martinez in goal that's poor well not poor but it's a shame he's on the bench because he got a nice clean sheet but yeah that wraps up FPL <laughs>
So just before we predict this weekend's fixtures, uh, the Carabao Cups happened this week on Tuesday and Wednesday. So we're just going to run through a couple of teams that have gone through and a couple of teams that have dominated really. So Brentford have won 7-0. City have won 6-1. Both against lower league opposition. Um, the mighty Wickham, the hometown, took the lead though. Let's not let's not, not say that. Come on. Yeah, that is true. And Pep Guardiola did call Adebayo Akinfenwa a legend. <laughs> He called, I think he called him like a goat of the game or a legend of the game or something, which he's Jesus. buzzing with. Like He absolutely loves it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yes, they've absolutely dominated their lower league position, making it through to the next round. And another team that did get through, keeping their or managing to get some revenge on the team they played at the weekend and lost, was West Ham beating Man U at Old Trafford 1-0. Lanzini scored, but both teams made some huge changes. Man United played a whole new starting eleven. And West Ham played, I think they made 10 changes in the game, uh, like, or from the team that played on the weekend. So it's, it was a completely different team, basically. But that did leave West Ham winning, and they now face City at the Etihad um, in the next round. So two Manchester clubs ain't, ain't a great run. But uh, Everton will be fuming, because they've bloody lost to QPR on penalties, and they fielded a strong side. So mm. what's going on, Raf? Tough on there, Rafa. And then the final two games, Stoke beat Watford 3-1. So a championship team have beat a Premier League team. And I just wanted to throw that in there as well, just for you, Tom. I know you're listening. You're Stoke fan. Bet you're buzzing. And then finally, Chelsea and Spurs both win on penalties against Aston Villa and Wolves. Up to Chelsea. And finally, what you've been waiting for, our predictions for this weekend's game. So we've got a big... Big fixture on the 12.30 kickoff. Chelsea versus Man City. We also have Man U versus Villa, which kicks off at the same time. So both Man United, Manchester clubs are playing at the yeah, same weird, time on Saturday. It? I saw and that. And you'll never guess where I am this weekend. You're Manchester, mate. I'm in Manchester. Big up. Big you should up try and go chest. or just try and get a pick of Ronnie and be like, shout the pot out. Well, realistically, if it was at City, if the, the Chelsea City game was at City, I'd be able to get in because no one bloody goes to them games anyway. Oh, mate, you can see, see no what you chance want, I'm going, No chance on getting into Old Trafford, unfortunately. Um, no. And then we've got Watford and Newcastle at 3pm, Brentford versus Liverpool at half five, and on the Sunday, Arsenal versus Spurs, a North London derby, and then the A23 derby on the Monday, Palace versus Brighton. <laughs> We love the motorways, Darby. Right, come on then. I want to hear your predictions. Are you going to beat right. Man City? We are going to beat Man City 1-0. Bold statement. They've not really impressed me that much this season. Yeah, they've not really impressed me that much season. Uh, it's a shame because I... I don't think I'm going to be able to watch this game, you know. What, because you're busy or just a, because? No, I'm at a music event um, in London. So, I mean, we, we might. It depends what time I have to be there for. Well, I'll be on the train on the way up to Manchester, probably just arriving and then going straight to a pub in Manchester to watch this. So I will, yeah, I'm very excited for it. Never back the early kickoff, two all draw. I, I mean, I wouldn't, you, you think both of both these teams are going to ship two goals? See, uh, probably not, but it's the early morning kickoff, mate. You can't okay, yeah, I mean, it. you could be right, you could be bang on, but I'm saying 1-0. Manchester United versus Villa. I can see this being similar to the Newcastle game. I'm saying 3-0 Manchester United. 
Two one Villa. Oh no, sorry, two one. Two one Villa. No, sorry, two one Man United. <laughs> Villa will score first, and Man United will come back to win again. Actually, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm going to keep it three 0 but it could be three one because Man United clean sheets ain't working very well this season. Watford against Newcastle. I'm sorry, mate. I'm going to say Watford going to pick up and just scrape a two one. I'm backing the boys this week. Oh, he's backing the boys. 2-1 Newcastle. Alan say Okay. Maximum. Yeah, to be fair, if that man turns up, who knows. It's Brentford versus Liverpool. Versus Saar. Oh. What a battle. Oh, sweaty game. Uh, that'd be a good duel. Uh, Brentford versus Liverpool. I'm going to say 3-0 Liverpool. I just think Liverpool got a bit too much, bit too much quality for him. I've gone 2-0 Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Uh, then the North London derby, Arsenal versus Spurs. I've said two-two for this one. Oh, big! Um, mm. Do you know what? I'm going for an Arsenal win. Oh, and I think it's going to be one-nil Arsenal. Uh, to be fair, I can see Arsenal winning this game. To be honest, on a good little run, Spurs. Spurs two defeats in a row, Arsenal two wins in a row at home. Be a good game. And then finally, what was it, the A23, is it? Uh, yeah, the A23 derby. The A23 derby. <laughs> Palace versus Brighton on the Monday. I've gone one all. Uh, I've gone... Oh, I, I, do you know what? Actually, I don't know. Palace versus Brighton. I really like Brighton, but Palace have impressed me with Conor Gallagher. Would you say one all? Yep. I'm going to go Monday Night Football two all. Okay, fair enough, T2. And that wraps up this week's episode of the It's Full Day podcast, episode number 52, no less. Thank you for everyone that has been checking it out all these weeks. 52, those 52 weeks in a year. Shit, we've basically done a year's worth of episodes. Yeah, we will have, won't we? Yeah, I think our official like one-year anniversary is like mid-October, because yeah, it's done, very soon. Or like the start of October, because we obviously we've done we a, couple a couple where it's like uh, the Euros. We done, we definitely couple done a few double uploads for you people. <laughs> working <laughs> hard, working hard, working our sucks off, getting these episodes live. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening as always. You know where to find us by now at it's football day underscore on Instagram and Twitter and it's football day xi. And as always, we will see you next time. Thank you.